Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and this afternoon I'm joined by Kevin McCluskey, dialing in from Hungary, Lawrence Conley, dialing in from Rutherglen, is that right? And Sean Conley, I know, goldfish brain, and Sean Conley, you're dialing in from Australia, and we're a much happier bunch than we were at halftime, although the message was, Kevin McCluskey, don't panic, stick to the game plan, and we will succeed and we'll get through this. And that's exactly what's happened. That that was the discussion at halftime, Kevin. Exactly. Yeah, as we said at halftime, we've been here before pretty recently with this team being a goal behind in games and they just keep on plugging away, doing what they're doing. It's, it, it is becoming cliched almost to a degree, but you go, they trust in the process and they just keep on going because it's drilled into them that what they're doing is the correct way of playing the game and that the chances will come and if they just keep on going, they will score the goals. Um, and I think as well, you know, as I say, we spoke about there's no need to panic at half time. Teams in the past, you would have, you know, you would have gone in at half time under different managers in different eras, and you'd have thought, I can't see us coming back. Even against 10 men, you know, this is going to be a struggle, it's going to be a slog. But there's something about this team now, and I think it's that, it's the mentality of the team, it's everything like that, you know, they just. They just believe in what they're doing. Uh, and ultimately, they're going to get there in the end. And we just wore Hibs down in that second half. It was it was relentless, to use another word that gets thrown about a lot. But it was relentless. We kept on going. And in the end, you know, three ones probably kind of fair result. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, at half time, Lawrence, we were sitting here. And as Kevin says there, it's the team 
that we have that confidence in. We're not sitting here being cocky or complacent. It's just that we do have that belief that Ange in this side will overcome, I call it adversity, being a goal down isn't necessarily adversity, but they'll overcome that kind of situation. And, um, you know, the, the substitutes were important, of course they were, but we came out in the second half, five minutes in, and we, we scored the equaliser. We will cover the first half, but uh, we'll start off with the second. Um, and, and we get the penalty kick. So, you know, it's, it shows you the confidence that we've got an Ange in this team to succeed, doesn't it, Lawrence? Yeah, definitely. Forty-five minutes is a it's a lot of time to play football. Uh, you know, pen think it's a pen. He's been held. Maybe he went down a wee, wee bit easy. Not too sure if he's been held enough to get down. But then again, do we get it if he doesn't go down? Marshall makes a decent attempt. But saving it, once you're on level terms, it, it, it's just keep going. We know we're going to win the game. Uh, subs come on and, and, and done their job. Uh, yeah, comfortable enough in the end. Was I ever really worried? No. Not with his team. No, that that's right. The concern wasn't there. And again, we're, we're kind of getting used on the, the Axom shows, the match day shows, to not get too emotional about it. Obviously, you're emotionally invested in the performance, but you know, don't, don't kick off at half-time. We've, we've uh, certainly learned uh, not to do that. And uh, you've also got to look at the difference, Sean, in the Hibs side. If you want to compare it to the 6-1 game, right, where we absolutely just picked them apart and destroyed them, I don't think we've seen a you know that type of hip side today. I think we've seen a completely different setup from them. And by the way, a bit more cynical from them as well. Um, throughout the game, we talked at the half time about the the manager kicking the ball on the park, and I mean we'll maybe get on to things like um, the tackle on Haksabanovic later on in the game. There was more of a cynicism about Hibs today, but we were able to, able to overcome that. Yeah, there was a lot of that. And to be honest, Hibs were a total embarrassing advert for Scottish football today. The most one-dimensional tactics I've ever seen. So oh, here's a goal kick. Yep, it's going to Miller. Uh, he's going to try and knock it on, try and get a long throw. It was the most, it was every single time. It was like well into double figures, try to hit uh, Miller on the right wing. Uh, as you said, a lot of kicking, a lot of time wasting, chucking a couple of balls onto the pitch. Yeah, it wasn't a good look. And even before they had the man sent off, I had actually my notes that it was the nine minutes into the game before they actually completed a pass. Is that like, right? Fully nine mm-hmm. minutes into the game. We we started quite well and, and before Hitati went off and that's how long it took them to complete an actual pass. Right. I mean, we'll go through the second half um, blow by blow, but hopefully we can get the, the comments section coming through as well. It's a busy, it's already a busy uh, broadcast. We've got 550 on the live stream. Lane R, stop panicking and trust this team. That's the message today. Hacksaw needs to start the next few games. He is phenomenal when he comes on. Now, Kevin, he is phenomenal when he comes on, we know that. But is he a starter? I'm going to ask you the question first. I'm not sure if he is. I would love him to be a starter because I've got the feeling that if he can reproduce what he does as a sub from the beginning, he'll become my favourite player in this team because I think he's he's a fantastic talent and every time he comes on, he's uh, he's, a, he's the bums-off-seats kind of guy. You know, you just think something's going to happen and that's a couple of times recently he's scored that goal of kind of cutting inside and just bending one in the far corner. He's got a lot of ability about him. But then he started against Hearts the other week, or last weekend even, and he really disappointed. He just couldn't get into that game. I'm not sure if that was anything to do with Taylor, maybe being off form a wee bit as well and the two of them not linking up. But 
you know, he, he had a chance and he didn't quite take it. But I'd love to see him get another chance. I'd love to see him get two or three games in a row, get a wee run and see what he can do. Um, and there was someone, I think, that just came up with one of the comments there as well, that he's, a, he's the number 10. And that's why I think he is. That's the one. David Boyle, I agree with that. I think he's the number 10. If he's uh, if we can get him playing in that role, he's, uh, I think he could be deadly for us. So I would be more than happy with seeing him getting a, a wee run. I'm going to come to you guys on this uh, as well. Uh, Lawrence called playing two up top. I think I shot him down on that and he was proved right. Um, but Jota scores the penalty as well. And I loved his reaction. It was very similar to the, the St Mirren reaction where it was just, you know, um, trying to get his teammates and the crowd up for it after it. Pure emotion. Loved a bit of that, even though, as you said, Lawrence, it trickled under Marshall. Um, but with that in mind, the Haxabanovic situation is that he is an undoubted talent. Some people like Kev reckon he's a number 10. He comes on, he makes that impact. I like having you know people on the bench who can do that. I think Abada can do that. Um, and O showed today that he can do it as well. Is he worthy of a start? Will he get a start? It's uh, almost like a, a point in the season where we get a wee refresh because of the international break. Would you see him coming in? Um, for a starting berth when we start domestic football back up again? It's, it's where that you play him. I, I think you need to play him. I think Kevin and the, is right. It needs to be number 10. I don't think it stretches the park enough. You know, he tends to come in. Early in the game, we like to really work the teams we're up against, make the park big. And I don't think Haxa does that as often. He cuts in. So maybe that's why he's, he's better off the bench. But could we start him at 10? Well, it depends who's fit. He's certainly shown he knows where the back of the net is. Yeah. He's an exciting player. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly talent. That did that one to get pulled down. He, he, he's done well. He got on to it. He's cut across the ball. It's a shocking tackle on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd maybe start him at number 10 rather than, than out wide. And let's see what he can do. What's your take on it, Sean? We had Kyogo at number 10, just when after O came on. It wasn't actually too up front. It was only O that was leading the line. Uh, Kyogo was coming deep. The only way you would qualify it as too up front is if you kind of looked at the point where we had six players up front and mm. called it then. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I was right. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Alonso. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, was, oh, I thought oh, did a good job, and he, he, the header he scored when he was being held. Like, if he if he just goes down there instead of winning that header, it's probably a penalty. The way the game's going, mm-hmm. and I think somebody mentioned in the comments earlier. I missed, it, I forgot to get the name, but um, it's actually one of my notes from the first half. Is in the first five minutes we take a corner short, and it leads to nothing. It ends up back, and and I was thinking like the reason we've always done that is because. Uh, Corners into the box are a low percentage play, as in it's like a, I think it's three, two, three percent conversion rate, something like that. Yeah. I can't remember the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm wondering if that might, if you start factoring VAR and penalties nowadays, I wonder if that's different now. Because when we, in the second half, we started putting those balls into the box, we get a penalty, we get a header and a goal. Uh, and there was a couple other things bouncing about in there. So I wonder if that's needs to be a change in tact that we, we take. We need to look at that. It's a good point. I remember uh, reading about that in a book called The Numbers Game, Sean, that tells you, mm-hmm. you know, the, the development of the game and why Barcelona just started playing the ball back in almost. Um, it's all, also, there's been quite a, a lengthy argument around throw-ins and how sometimes a throw-in can put you in a disadvantage and maybe that should turn into mm-hmm. a, a kick-in as well. I know that's been discussed. But yeah, I, you know... 
it, it doesn't seem to amount to anything. It was Stephen Sloan that made the point that you're referring to there, Sean. Too close for comfort, says Stephen. Our short corners never amount to anything. Jota's final ball was poor, but we get the win. We're so close. The thing about Jota, and I took a wee note about this, because there's one thing about him, and he showed that against St Mirren. Um, he doesn't hide, right? So I don't think he had a, a splendid game and, and his final ball was exceptional, etc. But it's less about the trickery about Jota now. It's more about the fact that no matter what's happening, he's always shown for the ball. He always goes again. And uh, I thought a lot of our play went through Jota. So he might not have had the best of games, but his contribution is there for everybody to see, Kev. Do you think we're seeing a development in Jota where it's less, less about the kind of the entertaining box office trickery and more about just what he's actually offering um, over the piece. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, I think there's definitely been an evolution in his game over the last, I'm not going to say 18 months he's been here, but even in the last six months, um, from being, probably from being the lone player that had a lot to prove and was doing what lone players tend to do, which is try and make it a, a bit about him at times and be the focal point. Now he's definitely more, much more of a team player. You see that with the fact that he's tracking back to win the ball as he did against Hearts um, for, was it the second or third goal at Parkhead uh, in the midweek game? He tracked back and won the ball there. Then you've got um, celebrations against... Uh, I think you'd mentioned it was Mirren. It was one against Mirren, Motherwell yeah. as well, maybe. Uh, and then today, when you just... It's not about him anymore. You know, that celebration is one about let's get everyone motivated and let's go and he's not doing anything fancy and showboaty with it. And today I thought, uh, yeah, maybe not his best game, maybe not his most productive game, but everything was coming down the right-hand side at first between him and Johnson. Mm-hmm. Then when Jota switches to the left, our attack changes to the left and again it's coming back down through him. He was a really key player. The final ball maybe isn't always there, but the determination's there. And he made things happen um, by his presence at times as well. But yeah, I mean, if you've got a criticism of his performance today, the decision-making at vital moments was maybe a wee bit lacking. There was the one Lawrence mentions where if he just cuts it back, Haksabanovic has got a clear sight and goal a couple of minutes before he gets his goal. But there's definitely been that evolution in his game that he's not just the fancy flicks and tricks anymore. He's a team player. You listened to him at the press conference yesterday, and he's all about that. It's about improving himself as an individual. It's about improving as part of the team. Mm-hmm. And you can really see that in how he's, let's say, his, his overall performances are just improving. Yeah, it was very impressive. Um, I gave a big shout out to Jotto on the wing as well, the collab that uh, has developed online. Lanky, I'm going to bring this up. Lanky67, we win and I can guarantee there will be fans that still moaning about players. Yeah, it does happen, Lanky, but, you know, what I've come to kind of realise and almost accept or certainly deal with is the fact that no matter what you do, there's going to be somebody moaning online. Um, I've got my own theories around it. The other day there, 
there was a discussion, a discussion um, about Greg Taylor and Callum McGregor, which someone then mentioned on social media. And it went into meltdown. And before you know it, Axrom are being accused of saying that it matters about your background. So people don't even bother to then look at the source material from which the tweet was made. They just say, oh, you are the bad guys. So, yeah, people moan about just about anything, Lanky67. And I've just kind of come to um, accept it to a degree. But also, uh, also, you know, I do enjoy a wee uh, to and fro on Twitter from time to time. Gary Doonan comes in. Just wish fans would get off Turnbull's back. Too slow. Give us a break. I want to talk about Turnbull because I thought he had a decent second half. I'm going to ask you first. Well, you're nodding your head, Sean. I'll come to you first. Um, I thought, you know, he was in, he was involved. He, he gets the ball. He, he makes himself plenty of time. He was he was playing it left and right. Yeah, he got a couple of opportunities to strike from distance. But I think on the second half performance, Turnbull did okay for me. Uh, for some reason, it sticks in my head that he always seems to do better in that half of Celtic Park. I don't know why. Like the goal he scores against Hamilton, against St Mirren, they're all up at that end. Uh, the one he even scored against Sevco this season, up at that end of the pitch. Uh, but you're right, he comes away from the game with two assists. Uh, he would have had a third if Kyogo's shot hasn't cleared off the line. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I thought he was certainly productive uh, in the second half. Uh, that's for sure. Definitely much better than the empty jersey he was in the first half. But and again, I think some of that was... It's funny because what was very noticeable at the start of the second half is we were playing with a lot more intensity, moving the ball a lot faster. And that's not something that normally comes from Turnbull, but it seems he maybe benefited from that change. Whether you could, I wouldn't necessarily credit him with the change, but he seemed to have benefited from it, Sure, for sure. I mean, the vision uh, that it showed for that Leon that resulted in Kyogo almost scoring was was sensational. You tend to forget about it because we never scored the goal. Um, mm-hmm. Lawrence, there's a few other comments. I'll bring these up before I throw it over to you. Uh, Turnbull, excellent in the second half, says Mark E. Second half after a wobbly first. I would probably agree with that. Guy. Uh, I think we've got to be patient sometimes, especially when there's a player in Turnbull who hasn't had, you know, 12, 20 games on the bounce this season. He did the season before. He did the season before that. He's not really had that this season. So, you know, when he's coming in, it's maybe taking him a wee while to, to get up to speed. So that's uh, Marquis take on it. Danielle's maybe got a slightly different one. Jota, Johnson, Owen, Haxabanovic, standout players for Danielle. David Turnbull, a.k.a. Dabs, turnback experiment, is over. He can't play Angeball, sell him and bring in someone who can. So you've got two ends of the scale here on David Turnbull, Lawrence. Where are you on that scale? Listen, you're right, you know, he's been out a bit, probably under the microscope, how he's going to perform that and his contract in the last 18 months we've got a decision to make. Decent second half, yep. Can he play Angeball? Does he turn back a bit? I don't think he's bringing what Hatati or, or, or Moy brings to the team. But he's, he's a decent player, but Celtic will have a, a decision to make about his future soon, whether we keep him or not. And I suppose that depends who the scouting department's looking at. You know, is it going to get a chance? I, I think we probably will sell. I think it's maybe not as suited to Angie's style players as other, other players. He's a decent player. He's got goals. He's got assists in him. I'd probably kind of go with uh, Danielle there and say, yeah, he's probably not as footed as some of the other players are to Angie's style of football. And it's maybe somebody that we're, we're looking to upgrade in, especially when you look at how long's left in his contract. But 
he's a decent player. So you, you, it's just that you know, I think it's something that's probably we're, we're going to improve on. And Turnbull, at the age he's at, is he going to be happy being on the bench? You, you, you've got to take that into account as well. I think that's key. I think that's key, Lawrence. He's 23. Um, at that stage of his career, he'll be looking to, he, I think he would be expecting to be in Scotland squads. At the moment, he doesn't seem to be anywhere near that. Um, and in terms of his contract, uh, by all accounts, it's uh, May 2024. So he's got, is that a year left in his contract? I don't know if Celtic will have that other um, year on top as we have had that kind of like option on some of the players when you think it's going to run out. But yeah, I think it comes a lot, a lot of it comes down, Kevin, to the fact that he needs to be playing games of football at his age. Um, I think he's a very ambitious player. Um, so there will be the element of whether or not Ange thinks he can improve on him, but David Turnbull will be wanting football. comes down to that as well. He will be. I mean, is he not a guy that came to us with about 100 games under his belt at Motherwell? Yeah. As, yep. as what, like a, a teenager, really, or up to 20-year-old or whatever he was. So he's used to playing, um, and now you're looking at him being, I'm going to say his fifth-choice midfielder at Celtic. You've got McGregor, Moy, Hatati, O'Reilly, then Turnbull. Um, and I, I'd wonder as well if where does Iwata fit into that equation as well? Does he actually is he ahead of Turnbull? Certainly for next season, you're thinking that way. So his chances are going to be limited. He's 23 years old. If he does only have a year to go in his contract, then I think in the summer, if, if we don't have an option to extend that by a further 12 months, I think we're looking to, to let him go. For him as well, it's, it would be the, the right move. Because if he's going to take 12 months of not playing with us, it's 12 months where he doesn't get a chance for the national team. He's too good a player to not be playing. But I don't think he's good enough to be playing in this current team. And as Lauren said as well, I think if we're going to look to upgrade uh, the midfield, probably an area where we will. So then he pushes even further down that, that pecking order. So yeah, good player but um, not the right fit for us going forward, in my opinion, anyway. It was really important, Sean, in the early days of Ange Postacoglu's um, time at Celtic. He played a lot of games. He's just really struggled with the timing of, of, first of all, the injury that he had, and then the fact that we brought in some real quality in the January in Hitati and O'Reilly, who really just, you know, um, you know, hit the ground running and they became kind of staple parts of the side. Even O'Reilly has fallen foul with the fact that we continue to um, improve on the squad because Moy then gets that jersey. So Turnbull has fallen down the pecking order a wee bit. Um, do, you think, do you think he is a player that could follow the likes of Yakimakis and Juranovic out of the parkhead exit? Yeah, it seems pretty likely at the moment. Uh, I think if Moy or Iwata are fit, they're both ahead of him today uh, with Kalmak pushing forward if it's Iwata that's coming in. I think that was pretty much bad timing for Iwata to be injured as well because he would have, uh, I'm pretty confident, been on the pitch uh, instead of Turnbull in that instance. Uh, so yeah, he's very much seems to be the number six in midfield at the moment. Um, if he's happy to stay, then he will, I think. Depends who's coming in, I don't know. But uh, I don't think he'll be happy being sixth choice. And yeah, obviously players like James McCarthy and Eddie Gucci will be out the door first before mm. he is. But that's, uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if he's still hanging about next season. 
Yeah, Eddie Gucci, what a run of luck or bad luck he's had. He goes away to try and get games and then he gets a, a serious injury. So we wish him all the best as well. Um, some more comments coming in. We're at 800 strong on a Celtic state of mind. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. Um, you haven't subscribed to the channel. It's free of charge. Give us a thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notifications bell. Uh, every month we give away free gifts uh, if you're a subscriber, new or old. Mount... Kadath, you just never lose lose belief with this team. Never. Yeah, I'm kind of learning that, to be fair. And Lord Flashheart. Um, I, I read that when it was smaller on the screen as Lord Fishnet because my eyes are so bad. Any news on the Hitati injury? I've not heard anything. If you have heard anything in the post-match interviews, uh, then please let us know. You and Boy Martin was getting a wee bit fearful. He was fearing the worst just before we scored our second, but we keep winning. After equalising on the 50th minute, um, I did think, actually, floodgates would open. One of the things, obviously, we bring on um, Abada Owen Burnaby. One of the things to note there is that Taylor comes off. Sean, you had pointed out that he was in uh, on the park getting warmed up earlier than anybody else. Is it a concern? the fact that he's maybe carrying an injury, we're managing that injury, or is it just a case of, right, 60 minutes, that's what we've been told Taylor's to get, it comes off and we give Burnaby half an hour? Yeah, it seems like he was maybe playing with an injection or something, because that would be the best explanation for why he stayed out at half-time to keep moving, because if you come in and stiffen up, that can, mm. you know, that can be the end of your game at that point, or the end of your mobility. Um I think there was something similar with Carter Vickers managing a knee injury, which is why he's not in the USA squad. Uh, hopefully these two players get rest over the next two weeks. Uh, as for Hitati, he walks off looking kind of comfortable, which to me suggests it's a minor tear of the hamstring. Those are usually two to three weeks, which would see him coming back for the Derby game against Sevco. Uh, that's my kind of... Uh, based on past observations projecting onto current players' observations of those uh, injuries. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a fair, fair point in relation to the injection, actually, there, because um, I think that, obviously, he has turned into one of the kind of staple parts of Andy's team. Greg Taylor. He's won over a lot of fans who were very critical of him, uh, which must be hard. You've seen how quickly opinion can change. Opinion on the stream changes from half-time to full-time on whether somebody is Effie Ambrose, Mark 2.0, or if they're a, a great defender. I actually think Starfelt... I don't know if you noticed the Celtic women's um, pictures were coming up on the, the side on the billboards. And I think when Jacinta's came on, he wasn't paying attention. He had one eye on that billboard. <laughs> and then he's, a, he's then had to grab the player's jersey. Um, Greg Taylor, you were the founder member with Amy Canavan Lawrence of the Greg Taylor fan club. Um, so he is very, very important. But in terms of his replacement today, Bernabe, he's, he's divided opinion. How did you think he played? I thought it was solid today, carrying on from his last appearance. And, you know, if Taylor is carrying an injury, we're going to need Bernabe to get up to speed. Uh, he looked part of the team again. You know, mm. he has in the last two performances. Couldn't maybe say that 
before then. But yeah, he, he he's looking. You know, you can see why we've invest, invested the money in him. But yeah, Taylor, huge player for us though. You know, he's not not Taylor's level yet, but you know, he's an able deputy. Just now, I think he's shown last two outings. He loves attacking. He loves overlap, doesn't he? Yeah, doesn't have me. But you know, that's what Ange wants. He wants his, his players going up there. He's converted winger. So you'd expect him to be decent going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Decent performance from Burnaby. It looks like we we, we might might need him uh a wee bit more often than, than we expected. But, no, we're nine points clear. Get it wrapped up and maybe maybe then get Taylor the, the rest. We are. We are nine points clear. Let's have a wee look at the uh, other results today, actually. There was an early kickoff. Motherwell 2, Rangers 4. Um, Aberdeen 3 nothing against Hearts and Pataudry. What a job Barry Robson's done, by the way. Um, and I think he comes across really well as well. Celtic obviously beat Hibs 3-1 at home. Dundee United and St Mirren drew one each. Kilmarnock and St Johnson drew one each. Livingston beat Ross County 2-1. And as Lauren says, we're nine points ahead. Look at Aberdeen. They've just climbed above our... Uh, opponents today, Hibs and Aberdeen are now sitting in fourth position in the league, beyond the first two in that league, Kevin, anything can happen Yeah, it's an open league beyond say below the first two um, what a shock results, kind of week to week didn't, uh, didn't see Aberdeen winning 3 nothing today, so uh, well done to Barry Robson for the job he's doing there Mm-hmm. No, he's doing a great job. I heard um, Tam Kurtz on the radio just as I was coming into the studio there. Your pal Tam, uh, do you oh, think him, pal, Tam. your How's big mate, been? your big <laughs> mate, do you think he might be interested in a job back in Scotland? Um, yes. <laughs> I know that. I know that he's um, with the knowing he's, he's smile like, there, Kev. I noticed the wee knowing smile afterwards. Aye. Well, I've spoken to him um, through messaging, um, so I know that there's there's jobs that have come up that he's. Been interested in or believes are you know big enough the big enough challenge to go for, um, but I'm not at liberty to say too much more. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, I love it. Um, you and Boy Martin was a wee bit concerned just before the second goal came in. I, I get that, I totally get that because you're creeping into the 80th minute at that point. I think Abada also though made a good uh, impact, Sean. I think uh, there was a a point where he strikes over. And you're thinking at that. At that stage, Celtic are turning the screw. And, of course, he goes on that magnificent run, uh, wins a penalty, but then it's it's uh, rescinded. Uh, I think Abada's done well uh, this afternoon as well. What was your take on that performance? Yeah, there was just two key moments where he kind of let us down, but he was very uh, he was very incisive and he was driving and making good decisions. But, as you say, the, the penalty where he kicks the ground instead of kicking the ball, I don't know what's happened there. I think he's just panicked or something. Uh, and there was one other one where uh, when Johnston puts him in down the flank and uh, Kiel goes free in the middle and he, it just makes the wrong decision there. But apart from that, it was... Uh, was really driving and, and making giving Hibs problems. So it's just the kind of normal thing you, you get from him when he comes off the bench and the kind of thing you don't get from him when he starts a game. So, you know. It's a strange one. It's a strange one for Ange. I mean, these guys are making an impact. We spoke about Haksabanovic, a fantastic solo effort. The guy's got bags of ability. You can see that. And the same can be said for Abada. You look at his records and the fact that, you know, in terms of uh, the games that he's played in or featured in, I read a stat, I think, a week or two ago, no one has featured in more games for Ange Postacoglu at Celtic than Abada. But he does seem to have that impact off the bench. Listen, brilliant. 
superb if he keeps doing it. Same with Haksabanovic. But when they have a performance like that, Lawrence, you instantly think, how can we fit him into the starting lineup? Because you want that performance for the first 60 minutes. Or are you of the view, Lawrence, that it's just as important in the last 30? Definitely. You know, we're about tying teams out as well. Going off the bench, they're getting it against a tired team. And listen, I thought Hibs tired, but I thought they defended really well with 10. And they were even finding space at times, you know, to play the ball out. And you're thinking, they're really, really a man down. But Abada, I was surprised they get stopped for a penalty. I thought they would have went to Varan. I thought they would have just let play continue. I was surprised that he called it. You know, it didn't seem clear enough to, for him to call it without going to Var. And then, obviously, when it does go to Var, the ball goes back to, to Hibs. Uh, Abada, he's, he's still very young, but he's, you know, there's been a few noises coming out. He's got the same... Agent is Juranovic now, hasn't he? Is it? So, you know, maybe he moves in the summer, I don't know. If he's not happy, I don't think Andrew will keep him about. But yeah, cracking player. Good assist record, good goals record. You know, he'll get better as he goes, but a few wee noises coming out of him. It's a bit of a worry because I'd love to stay and see longer because I think he'll get better the more experience he gets. And get he will. He will. Listen, I don't want to finish off. We've only got about 30 seconds to go, but I don't want to finish off without mentioning Big O. I like this kid. I just think there's something about him. Um, we were talking before about how Jota was all about Jota to a degree. You know, the showboat and the entertaining side of it. I think at the moment there's a wee bit of that way. Oh, but I quite like it. And then obviously he gets the jersey off and all the rest of it. It gives us a wee bit of the Yakimakis, uh, takes a booking for it. I think it was his third header, Kevin, but you know, when he scored, I was delighted for him, but he just loves, I, I just think there's a focus about him. There's a kind of laser focus that, you know, there's a selfishness in many ways to get that goal, which I like. I think that's that's a great thing. Completely different from Kyogo, it's got to be said. Different type of player, seems to have a different kind of like character about him, but he seems to have a bit of personality and I like that. And, um, you know, he's got a real kind of, people don't like the word arrogance, but let's say he's got a real self-belief about him, but I like it. Yeah, he, he does, and it's the thing I've spoken about about him, I think, after every goal, is his celebrations. It's the thing. Maybe this is the first one where he's kind of overstepped the mark a wee bit because you don't necessarily need to rip your top off with 10 minutes to go. You know, there's still time for that to um, end up with egg in your face if they were to go up and equalise. But with every one of his celebrations, there's, there is just that... Yeah, is it? It's the fine line between arrogance and self confidence in the way that he's celebrated every goal. That he knows he's a player. He mm. knows he's a goal scorer. Yep. And actually, I'll, I'll rephrase that because he's not a player. Actually, there's things that he's just not going to be able to do. Put the ball in front of him in the box, and I think he'll score goals. And I think he'll get a lot of goals for us because he looks like a really powerful centre forward, a guy that just takes up good positions. And for that goal today, I think everyone's pointed this one out uh, in chats and in the comments. Again, it's that determination to get to the ball first. And he's been pulled back by the, the Hibs defender as well. I think um, Sean mentioned that if he just decides to go down, it's probably a penalty. You know, He's been fouled as he wins the ball, but he's got the single-mindedness, the determination, I'm winning this. And when he does, there's only one place the ball's going. And again, yeah, you need a player like that. He's just got that wee bit of something about him, that wee bit of X factor, whatever you want to call it. He knows he's a player and he runs away, he takes the adulation of the crowd. And we're going to see an awful lot of that, I think. We're probably going to see an awful lot of that six-pack as well before the end of the season. Aye, uh, there, there probably won't be many complaints Seconds about that, either. Kev. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, 
maybe he should do the Klinsman instead. That's his international manager, isn't it, Sean? Uh, yeah, maybe he should remember the old uh, Klinsman. That's right, yeah. For back, Spurs. Way back in the 90s, early 90s, wasn't it? What do you I, make I reckon, it all? Oh, I reckon when they were signing a, a Jack Amakis replacement, they're like, yeah, gets his head on the ball, leads the line, strong, combative. Takes his top off and shows his six pack. That's fine. We've got him. <laughs> like for like, absolutely. Yeah. How Seven do you get? A, how do you get a, a, an upgrade on on Yakimakis? I think we've signed a player with a lot of similar attributes, um, and I just think that the determination when when there's a player hanging off him um, just to get that goal was superb. And I can I can see him being an important player like Haksabanovic, like Abada, uh, between now and the end of the season to keep our noses nine points ahead and maybe even extend that when we're playing to a full Celtic Park against our great rivals. Should I call them great? Let's call them bitter, bitter rivals. Um, it's, it's been 800 strong on the live feed. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. It's St. Patrick's weekend, so go and have a pint of Guinness um, for us as well. Thank you all for getting involved. Like the video, give us a wee thumbs up. Makes a huge difference. Uh, and also, if you haven't done so already, get subscribing to the channel. We've got a couple of gigs coming up with the boys from Seville. We've got Alan Thompson and John Hartson in Glasgow if you want to come and see them individually of course the tickets are underneath this video there's still a few available all that's left for me to say thank you Lawrence Conley Sean Conley and Kevin McCluskey for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind Network.